Missouri, <clears throat> uh, Foxborough, Massachusetts, Detroit, Michigan, Hampton, Virginia, Atlanta, Georgia, Cincinnati, Ohio, Memphis, Tennessee, Baltimore, Maryland, Seattle, Washington, the Tampa Bay, Florida, Jackson, Mississippi, Tulsa, Oklahoma, if you can, and Kansas City, Missouri, home of the NFL Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs. Welcome to lunch with the Missouri Chicken Congress on a beautiful, cold uh, January the 2024, uh no i didn't go out yesterday i could have but i didn't <laughs> okay well it was cold another cold day yesterday but uh, right now we have some cold weather here in our area, but with all, uh, we are blessed, okay? And also, uh, we have to say, Chucky Bowl, the series we joined us later on in the program, but we broadcast them live on Ferguson, USA, Hot Talk Radio.com, from beautiful Woodson Terrace, that's in North St. Louis County, North St. Louis, North City, St. Louis City, and also on Missouri. Richard, thank you for sharing your Saturday with lunch, Saturday with lunch, which is good by Chima Commerce. We do this every Saturday. Thank you for joining us. And right now we have prayer with Elder Allen Lyle, pastor of the Walnut Park Bible Chapter Tree, located at 5547, 47, Lillian Avenue, St. Louis, Missouri, 61. Thank you, the right real. 47. 47. Right. Yeah, the right. Okay. Okay. Prayer with Elder Allen Lyle. Christ Jesus. Our name is written in the Lamb Book of Life. And the Holy Spirit is going to take the gospel all over the universe, convict the Spirit to be saved before it's ever too late. And Heavenly Father, we ask that you might have a wonderful fellowship with you today, this afternoon. In Jesus' most precious name, amen. Okay, well, that was a beautiful prayer, you know, and uh, again, we pray for everybody in the whole, whole wide world. That's a song you kids. The whole wide world is in his hand. Okay, so, uh, what do you got for this week, Ralph? Uh, Israel. And we in oh. 45, the 45 chapter of Isaiah. Oh, Isaiah. That's a, that's a, that's a, a, a chapter. <laughs> and, uh, there's a lot, there's a lot of wisdom in that chapter. Yep. And, uh, we the 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 four the title of above the topic is talking about Israel reminded they 
that safety and salvation are to be found only in Jehovah. Okay. We're going to start with verse 5. But before we start that, I want to read something that every soldier of God should have this type of faith. Okay. This is this is an armor. This is the type oh, of faith you need to fight against the wilds of the devil. Because <laughs> he's out there, brothers. It's uh, number one. It's 11 verses. Number okay, one. Deny self. That's the first thing. In order to be working for Christ, you have to deny yourself, pick up your cross, and follow him. Mm -hmm. Number two, walk by faith, not by sight. Not by sight. Come on, come on, <laughs> Number three, be led by the Spirit. Mm -hmm. Number four, read the word daily. Uh -huh. Number five, preach the gospel in season and out of season. Number six, show love one to another. Number seven, grow in grace and the knowledge of the truth. Number eight, work out your own salvation with fear and tremble. Number nine, study to show thyself approval unto God a workman right not need rightly dividing the word of truth. And number ten, trust and obey. And number eleven, believe the death, burial, and resurrection. <coughs> Those are the armor of God for a saint of God. And if a, even if the unsaved believe this right here, and he ain't even saved yet, but if he believe this right here, it'll protect him too. Well, man, you know, you know, the, 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 the Bible, okay, it does not speak about anybody in color, okay? But what it tells us that uh, you know, we all won, and that we said we all won, but like, some of you guys run in the service, okay? That you have to protect your neighbor, okay? That being really yourself, okay? Be able to protect yourself, or you can protect your neighbor. Amen. You know, and so, like, not even without an airplane, but the mass come down, they said, put on yourself first, okay, before you put on anybody else. And the Bible says, yes. also, look out, you do the same thing. I'm sure we go ahead, Ralph. Yes, sir. Okay. Chapter 45 and verse 5. It said, I am the Lord. And there is none else. God can only say this. There is no God beside me. I girded thee, though thou hast not known me, that they may know from the rising of the sun and from the west that there is none beside me. I am the Lord, and there is none else. Verse 7, I form the light and create darkness. I make peace and create evil. I, the Lord, do all these things. Now, in verse 7, 
It's very powerful. It was no evil in the garden until Lucifer disobeyed God. Okay. That's why that's why the tree of the knowledge of good and evil was in the garden in the midst, which is right. a type of the man that will that the, the man that sinned, this is his type. He know good and evil by rebelling against God. Verse 8. Drop down, ye heavens. It's 12 heavens, y'all. Y'all might not believe it, but it's 12 heavens. And ye, ye heavens from above, and let the skies pour down righteousness. Let the earth open. And let them bring forth salvation. Let righteousness spring up together. Out of the Lord have created it. Woe unto me that strive with his maker. Let the potter strive with the potters of the earth. Should the clay say to him that fashion it, What makest thou or thy work? He hath no hand that's what we're dealing with we're dealing with a god with no hands <laughs> that's what the saints that's why we walk by faith and not by sight because we're dealing with a god with no hands he don't have to do nothing with hands he just speaks and it happens yes he can see reality whoa until him that said unto his father, What begettest thou? Or to the woman, What hast thou brought forth? Thus said the Lord, The Holy One of Israel and his maker, Ask me of things to come concerning my sons, and concerning the work of my hands, command ye me. I have made the earth and created man upon it. I even, my hands, have stretched out the heavens, and all their hosts have I commanded. I have raised him up in righteousness, and I will direct all his ways. He should build my city, and he should let go my captives, not for price nor reward, said the Lord of hosts. Thus said the Lord, the labor of Egypt and merchandise of Ethiopia and of the Sabines, men of stature, should come over unto thee, and they should be thine. They should come after thee, and they change, they should come over, and they should fall down unto thee. They should make supplication unto thee, saying, Surely God is in thee, and there is none else. There is no God. See, we know that uh, this going to happen. And it's talking to Israel and it's also talking to the church. Everybody in the world that has been rebelling God and going against his people, this is going to happen to them. Whether they think so or not. Verily, verily, verily thou a God that hideth thyself, 
O God of Israel, the Savior. They should be ashamed and also confounded, all of them. They should go to confusion together that are makers of idols. But Israel should be saved in the Lord with an everlasting salvation. He should not be ashamed nor confounded, world without end. But thus said the Lord that created the heavens, God himself that formed the earth and made it. He had established it. He created it not in vain. He formed it to be inhabited. I am the Lord and there is none else. I have not spoken in secret in a dark place of the earth. I said not unto the seed of Jacob, seek ye me in vain. I, the Lord, speak righteousness. I declare things that are right. Assemble yourselves and come draw near together. Ye that are escaped of the nations, they have no knowledge that set up the wood of their graven image and pray unto a God that cannot save. Tell ye and bring them near. Yea, let them take counsel together. Who had declared this from ancient time? Who had told it from that time? Have not I the Lord? And there is no God else besides me. A just God and a Savior. There is none besides me. Look unto me and be ye saved. All the ends of the earth. For I am God and there is none else. I have sworn by myself the word is gone out of my mouth and righteousness and should not return unto me. Every knee should bow, every tongue should swear. Surely should one say, In the Lord have our righteousness and strength. Even to him should men come up, and all that are incensed against him should be ashamed. In the Lord should all the seed of Israel be justified and should glory. Amen. Amen. May the Lord have a blessing to the reader and hear of his word. Well, well Rev, you know, uh, uh, you said, uh, uh, well, neither said a mouthful, but thank you for the reading of the scripture. And, you know, man, you know, me all on good ears, you know. And uh, I want to say, first of all, that... Uh, what you did there, you know, you set up, you know, the uh, those 11, 11 steps, okay, the thing that we should all be cognizant of, that we should have faith in ourselves, you know, and, and like I said, it's saying if you believe in yourself and believe in him, that, that, that you know, all things are possible, because I think it's in Matthews, it says that when you're two or three together, he's always in our midst, you know, and that's something that, you know, when you pray, and God, you know, you're praying, okay, he said two or more. So that way you and him. And you're paying for yourself. Okay, so you ain't gonna get nobody else hey, can you pray for me? But I think, you know, what you did today was kinda lay down some you know, just some uh some simple steps, right? You know, and you brought back up that scripture, you know, and I think now uh uh, you know, what's going on in Israel right now, you know, is something that's we'll talk about later on in the program a little bit, okay, but uh but, uh, you know, uh, God's saved them so many times. So many times, and they have been a stiff-necked person, okay? Amen. They're hard here. 
Good afternoon, uh, again, this is your lunch with the that you want to come return to Jesus for Saturday afternoon. Uh, it's kind of cold in most of the country, you know, and uh, we always talk about this, you know, uh, you know we have this, this cold spell, but it's not cold because uh, this is the winter time, and we need ice and snow for us to have the, the bugs, the insects be killed away. Otherwise, the summer, they will eat us up. And this is the first kind of good COVID in quite a while, you know, guys. So we thank you. We're getting out here in St. Louis, you know, and there are a lot of germs that's out here. And one of those is that we continue to ask you to pray for the people uh, who over COVID-19. Uh, it hasn't gone into place, you know, just because it's not being talked about. It's been, a matter of fact, there's a new virus that's out now. It's called XXB, X. XBB, XBB.1.5. There's the most dominant strain of COVID-19. And right now, it's in the Middle East, so it starts east and goes to the west. And so right now, in the Middle East, now this, this COVID-19 virus is here to stay. So keep your get your vaccinations and wash your hands, wear a face mask, and practice social distancing when you can. And right now, you know, uh, yeah, the book, the Bible says uh, that uh, there's nothing new under the sun. Oh, that's true, man. said everything that they do, you know, it's something new that's coming out, but it ain't. Well, why do they continue to lie? They lying, lying, lying. Did they tell you to put your hand on the Bible and tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, but they're still lying, lying, lying. How can you follow a system that's crooked and wicked? Well, Rev, uh, right now, okay, uh, that's a whole lot of truth in that, but right now, uh, let me tell you right now, this, this new COVID strain that's out, this XBB 1.5, matter of fact, it's really hard to detect, but there are certain symptoms that you want to get, okay? Like, you know, your stiffness in your neck, okay, and your shoulders, you know, and that's that. But, but the thing that you can do to make sure is get your vaccinations. Because that's the one thing that's going to keep numbers down. And just because we have answered your question a little bit there, just because the news and TV stations are not talking about this in the news, okay, because it's not a hot topic right now. But right now, you know, uh, you know the deaths are creeping up again, okay. They're, they're kind of high. They've been in a little while here. And people are going to the hospital. So this is something to be taken very seriously. What I'm saying to you today, okay? All I'm saying to you today, this is part of the most serious part of our program. XBB.1.5 is the most dominant strain of COVID-19 right now. And right now it's in the middle of the East. And so that means that we need to, and that's part of it on the Eastern on the seaboard there, you know, so right now we need to make sure that we make sure you're vaccinated. And yes, you know, and it's not hard to do the vaccination. Normally, free for you, and you get those things. And like I said, wear a face mask. You know, when I go places, you know, whenever I go places, I wear my face mask. Now, this is heavy me now. I went to store the other day. You know, some you know, yes, places are some places don't want you to have your hood on. They don't want you to have no mask on and everything. Some of these businesses that you go to, they ain't talking Correct. about that either. Well, right now, you know, there's so many robberies and stuff. We talked about that on the program, but right now, you have a, a, a legitimate face mask on, you know, a face mask, okay? And right now, most places are getting away for free. 
So, I mean, we gave away over 10,000 of those things. We're still giving them away. People need them, okay? But please, with that faith, man, and just wash your hands. What you touch or your hands go, okay? Wash your hands. And also, you know, if you can't, you know, get that hand sanitizer, you know, clean your hands off. And also, you know, they don't talk about that's also very good. And also, practice social distance. You know, that's one thing that's very, very important. And also, something that's very important to the whole country right now. Uh, this past week, uh, President Biden signed, signed a bill that would keep the country operating again so it would not be a shutdown. <clears throat> uh, and that is a very good thing. Uh, they call it continuing resolution. <clears throat> but that means they fund certain performance, make sure they get the money for those. And, and what that does is, okay, gradually, all those 12 bills that needed to be passed at one time <clears throat> before this came up, have to be, you know, authorized from the House and the Senate. And right now, uh, the Senate can take care of their business, but in the House representatives, okay, one of the main problems has been that the uh, that the uh, that the uh, House representatives had a new speaker, Mr. Uh, Mr. Johnson, and uh, he's getting his <laughs> he's getting his feet solid solid ground here. But one of the good things, keep this in mind. We would not have a, uh, <clears throat> the speaker is safe right now because he cannot be voted out unless he has a majority of how to vote him out. And right now there's probably one or two votes different in the House right now than the Democrat in the, in, in the Republic. So right now, as long as he can get on with uh, King Jeffries and they can you know, give him a few votes to make sure he's secure, as long as he's doing the right thing in a passing deal like this, he should be okay. So right now, it will not be a shutdown. So government will operate as usual, and we thank God for that. That's a very, very good thing. Also, another thing here in your place, yes, sir, somebody said some stop real. I'm yes. saying uh, the trust, the, the, this is a solution for everybody in the universe. Trust God, <laughs> suck on your horse cough drop, do that. <laughs> Wash your hands, cause that's a, that's the only way that you can be able to protect yourself from these diseases out here. And okay, uh, man, right now we don't move on that, okay? We talking about that again, right now, okay? We ain't there, but right now we talking about we talking about the government right now, as far as things like that have been going on. And one of the things we have that you briefly spoke about here, you know, in in, in the book of. Uh, Isaiah and talking about what he used, I think before that chapter about he used to have a stiff neck. But right now, <clears throat> uh, there's a lot of stuff going on in the Middle East right now. And also, you know, this 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 this, this war with uh, Hamas, you know, and uh and this and, and you know in uh, in Gaza. Well, in Gaza they have nothing but young people there. And and this war right now, this that's my personal opinion, okay? This is my personal opinion, our whole personal opinion. And I think right now the bombing and this destruction needs to cease because because there's no there's everyone that needs to be killed have been killed. It didn't need to be disturbed and destroyed. And right now <clears throat> we already know that Senator our country, Netanyahu, right now, who's the prime minister, uh, he's trying to see out of jail. Uh, right now he has paid Hamas for the last several years millions of dollars, okay, for them to say in existence, but they could have been gone. Then the battle plan that they used to invade back in October, they had a pop for that a year in advance. Nobody did anything about it, it's okay. 
So, so there's going to be an investigation that's going to come to head. And while this has been going on, uh, there was a lot of uproar in, in, in Israel because uh, uh, Netanyahu was trying to change the court system that he committed, that, that he, as, as the prime minister, went over the courts. Then when he could get out of jail, and guess what? The courts have voted not to accept that. So right now, once these wars are over with right now, if you do an investigation, he's going to jail. We got a similar thing here in our own country. Somebody trying to see jail. That's not democratic. That's not that's not democracy. That's that, that's one. That's all about one person. You know, and that's not how our system is is supposed to take place. You know, uh, our president has been pressuring Israel uh, to reduce you know, the, the Palestinian deaths, deaths, and right now, um, all the new nation that's popping up here, well. These fights that we fighting in now is because right now people support what's going on in, 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 in Gaza that we're going to have a two-state government, you know, where, where, where they can, you know, can live and be safely next to Israel there. And that's how the boss came in there, and they're, they're gone now. And now they're fighting with some other people now. So we got to always keep an eye on the prize. You know, I heard about that, keep an eye on the prize. And so right now uh, we want peace. Everyone, we want to say to everyone, and I think right now with the hoodies and seeing like this, okay, that we now got they're being supported by Iran. So they're giving the, the messages, the, the money, and the, and the training and the supplies for them to be, to, to uh, keep going. You know, and yesterday, this past Wednesday, I think it was, uh, our Secretary of State um, Blinken uh, spoke at a uh, conference. Uh, or the World Economic Forum in, in, in Switzerland, and uh, Secretary State Lincoln said the two states were the best way to take Israel, unity, moderate, united, moderate Arab nations, and isolate Israel's arch enemy, Iran. And so this is not just about Gaza, this is about the war going on with Iran. Uh, they're the ones who find the money, you follow the money, okay? In case of our country, here's the money comes from us. In the case of <laughs> Iran, they're the ones over there right now, uh, you know, and, and, uh, are fighting nothing sales. And all the fighting going on recently been all about oil, about supplies coming, coming to us in the ocean, and through the seas to get to us. So this is what it's all about now. So we hope to figure God that everyone come together here. We can pay for peace. But make sure you're paying for the peace that's going to be measured to everybody here. And that's what we're praying right now that I'm so happy that uh, the president, then that now who knows that uh, things got to change. And we got to work toward a solution of peace. Peace, peace, peace. The Bible said peace I give and peace I you should receive. And also uh, in politics, uh, this past Tuesday, uh, in our, we heard all about it all on TV. That was cold there than most places. But they had their uh, caucus that took place. And in the, in the caucus there, that's uh, President Donald Trump won by a wide margin. And people are wearing a caucus, okay? It's not about a vote, okay? Uh, you have a group of people in the room and they all section off. <laughs> and they, try, they, they debate with each other. And at the end of the day, they put all their votes into, into a bucket. Then whoever comes out at the most. Well, right now, uh, that is over behind. Trump, uh, President Trump won that. I think the Sanders came in second place, and now this coming Tuesday, okay, uh, next week, okay, they'll be in New Hampshire. Now, this will be a primary election here 
where you go to the polls and you vote, as you normally do. And this being a caucus in a, in a, in a regular primary. So right now uh, in New Hampshire, we're going to see how that goes on. And at the end of the day, we can also see that right now the Democrats, um, uh, the, the, see, our country has been built so far for many, many years on a two-party system. Well, right now, uh, we don't understand anything. They are normally have, they have platforms. Usually they're going to deal with what they're going to do to protect our people. That's why they go to Congress there, you know, to work out there to, you know, to get out. So, so they make sure we get water. There's a whole lot of things that they need to get done for the people. And right now, those things, as for the Republican Party, we do not have a platform. And right now, it's all about one man. And, you know, and I'm saying this is my personal opinion again. And right now, as the election going to turn out, that you know, this uh, primaries, the primaries, and at the end of the day, uh, we're going to be uh, President Joe Biden will be running against the Republican Party, which is now one man. And the Democratic Party still is in existence. And that's why even in Congress now, things are moving forward. When you have a two-party system, it's not the system that is the vote for a two-party system. And another thing that's been uh, changing our judicial system, and anybody right now that speak out against anything that's going on, people don't, Trump don't lie, they have a thing called squatting. Now, Scott, are you familiar with squatting? Uh, that's uh, people who are uh, staying in a house or an abode that uh, they do not have any right to. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry, I said, I said, I said squatting, 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 I, I said the wrong one. Squatting, S-W-A-T-T-I-N-D, squatting. Oh, uh, no, I'm sorry, I'm not familiar with that. Okay, I'm squatting, okay, somebody will uh, call the police department and say that, uh, I'm going to speak that somebody at Scott's house, a real house, my house, and we got somebody in our hostage there, and somebody need to come out right away. Uh, you know, and it's a false alarm, okay? But what happens, okay, they wake you in the middle of the night, okay? And that's been going on a lot of people, okay, in, in this, uh, it got, it got so bad that people in the court system, they go, they go to jury trials now, you know, as far as all these trials that Trump has going on, people trying to be, you know, being, you know, uh, you know not having names, you know, told because they don't want nobody coming to their house, you know, their family members being threatened. And so right now, the Congress right now is trying to pass a law that, if anybody that does that, that's S W A T T I N G here against the law. Well, that should you don't be. You have anybody. That's, mm-hmm. a, that's already law to call in a false alarm. It is, it is okay. But see, right now, uh, the false alarm is being escalated now, you know, to the level that they're saying that uh, <laughs> there's uh, somebody in there that's kidnapped or they got some you know, dope in the house or whatever. And they come out right out, okay? And, I, and it's gotten worse, okay, Scott, because it's a problem here. It's almost people can direct you where to go. And so now uh, you know, people are being prosecuted. But then they make it a federal law, okay? Because most of the laws, you know, state or state or local, you know, police department, it's going to be a federal law now that you're going to do some serious time, okay? But they, they're going to trace you down because they, they got your cell phone number, so, so it doesn't make sense, okay? So anyway, these are some of the things that's that's uh, that's, uh, that's taking place in Congress there, and I said, and uh, right now we have peace at all in the Congress now. That uh, resolution has uh, been passed, and our government is going to continue operating. And also, right now, uh, 
is the Republicans are preparing what they're doing here, the President Joe campaign to focus on the abortion rights, you know, the free anniversary of the Supreme Court Roe versus Wade ruling. Meanwhile, the, uh, our country has seen a very much economic growth. It's probably was at a significant rate over the last, well past when we did in 2023. And also, <clears throat> and this is taking place, okay, we are so happy to see that our you know, uh, gas prices are coming down. People right now feel better about spending their money and stuff, you know, as, as you know. Uh, one of the things that, uh, that, that that's taking place that uh, I don't know if you're aware of it, that a lot of these electric cars, uh, those charging stations, when this cold weather came out, guess what? They found out it's not good to have electric car. Because those batteries are not charged like they, that they should. You know, in charging stations, you know, uh, have very few of those. And, and you see lines all of, all to those when you stand in line and the battery going dead. So, I mean, so this is something new for us to deal with, but we're ever changing country. And while we're on abortion, here in Missouri, our state, and I got to talk about our state, everything positive is start local. Here in the state of Missouri, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, on abortion is a hot issue around the country. Uh, a coalition of abortion rights supporters launched a campaign Thursday to raise Missouri's total abortion ban. The group uh, includes uh, ACLU of Missouri, uh, the Abortion Action Group of Missouri, and both of the uh, states uh, Planned Parenthood chapters, the charters, chapters, you know, now they are again <clears throat> a petition uh, started and that will create a, 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 a right for, uh, to an abortion in, the, in Missouri's constitution. See, all states have the constitution. And right now, in our Missouri Senate right now, they are already locked up already in debates about what, you know, or, you know what they're going to do, how they're going to do, and read that is this year is election year, and you have people in the same as Missouri politics changed the law years ago. When they made that change, they said that uh, that you uh, are true and limit after eight years in the House or in the Senate. Well, that takes place. Those people they got to go someplace up for another job, so now they run for higher office. And so now you have all these senators and Republican senators right now who control the Senate and the House who run for higher office. Well, guess what? You get attention, okay, when you call great chaos. And so in Missouri, we have health in there called the uh, another Freedom Caucus that, that on the Missouri level that's creating chaos. And, and you know, and that's going on, okay. And, uh, and, and so in doing, and, and, and so in doing. The deadlock, in fact, is so bad that you know, you know Missouri is a sports team, sports, sports state. You know, the same as Cardinals, uh, the, the same as Blues, uh, the same as Can, the same Kansas City Chiefs and Kansas City, Kansas City Royals, uh, both our soccer team. All of them, okay, have gotten together because they've been trying to pass a bet. It's all around Missouri. The legal bet is, is legal. It, like Missouri is not in Illinois, Kansas. Uh, all those states are making money off of off Missouri people. But our state Senate, okay, for the last couple of years has refused to get a bill done. And the government's in favor of it, okay. So this year, those 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 those, those teams are coming together right now, and, and they're going to do a petition drive. You have to people doing the abortion. Get the Constitution changed. You know, and and to do that, uh, they get enough signatures on, and put it on the ballot. People will vote for what they want. Because, again, our, our state house and state senate right now are deadlocked 
and on their own personal issues. Because they're trying to get that notoriety to make sure they can get reelected to a higher office. And that is not the way the system has been designed. And also, uh, something that's taking place that we all should be aware of, uh, Boeing is in the news again after a Boeing 747, this is the big thing this time, uh, had slain shooting across the sky over Miami this, this, this past week. Uh, they took off and, the, you know, they got too high in the flames uh, for the fuselage there and thank God they could land in the cargo plane. There's only uh, five people aboard, but everybody got off safely. Now, also, uh, this goes along with what took place with uh, the Boeing 737 uh, Max 9S. That's a Boeing uh, 737 Max 9S. Uh, which had one of the, you know, had a compartment door come off there while they was at you know, right climbing, and that could have been a could have been a catastrophe. One thing I will say uh, this week, uh, I had a chance to hear uh, Secretary of uh, Transportation, uh, Mr. Gutierrez, speak that air travel is the safest in the whole world in our country than anyplace else. You know, the safest way of transportation, and I have to agree with him on that. And so that safety is, is very important. And one of the things that uh, people are aware of, years ago, you know, some really 737 Boeing uh, was big effort in the state of Washington. And they had a fight with the union up there. And the union, uh, and they decided that they got to pay the benefits, they decided to have the work on all their planes uh, uh, formed out to, to different places to put them together. Well, right now, uh, they have a problem with this, which is coming called spirits right now. That's making these, these, you know, these compartments here, and they have problems with it. And there's no inspection. And they come into our country, you know, they're not being inspected. So right now, it's inspection taking place. It's gotten so bad that one of the uh, major uh, corporate, you know, construction companies in our area, Playco, is a, a giant. He just prohibited all his employees from flying on Boeing 737 9X, and 9S's. They have over 1,500 employees. And the CEO of Bob Clark, and I think his father very well, has told us this other for this fact. After the January 5th incident, uh, where a piece of the plane came loose, more than uh, his employees, they were afraid to fly. And I can't say I'm blaming them, okay? But they, so right now, most right now, about a hundred of those planes have been grounded. Uh, and so they may got to have an inspection. And they found, found some things that had been tightened down. And this is this is not 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 too good. And also this week, something very big came down. Uh, the Justice Department finally gave us a report on the Vardy, uh Texas uh, elementary school shooting that took place a couple of years ago. And in this, some they told us we already know. We already know that the police, everybody right now, there were three hundred seventy some people going for the personnel from twenty uh, four uh, local county and state and federal agencies, all how to train, how to deal with shooters, but they all were a bunch of cowards. And they were trying to say the week was about to come with the key. Guess what? The door was open. Nobody checked the door. It was all common sense. And when it took place, the family held a whole minute, over 19 kids lost their lives, and including two staff members. And, and after this took place, okay, about brain, about it back did the right thing. Well, after, after you investigate, kind of find out, okay, that's not quite true. We pray for all those families, and we hope right now that those people can go to jail and be prosecuted because they have been trained professionally that they had to deal with something like that. We are paid for their training. That's why we should get our money's worth. We should request, demand 
Yeah, we got a, a full investigation of that. And also, she in Costa Rica again in Jeff City, Missouri. A Lincoln University, which is uh, old, one of the oldest HBCUs uh, in the country. Uh, after all the students returned from the uh, from the prison break, he came back in black. He said, why is that? Well, one of their beloved uh, administrators at the school uh, who had alleged bullying and racism by the school white president, her name is Antoinette Bonnie Kenny building known for open door policy and greeted everyone as Lincoln University with a smile. Lincoln University president, take this out right now. Uh, John Moses, his name right here, Moses, agreed to to a paid leave of absence pending a third point investigation. Many of the schools, 1,800 students, and some alumni called for his termination. So again, HBCUs around the country, you know, uh, uh, are still under attack. And I mean, as right now, a lot of schools have up under attack now because of the month for liberty and a lot of schools here in St. Louis County, uh, they're trying to change the uh, education, uh, teaching of, of black courses about history, of black history. Uh, they're changing the books right now. Here, here in St. Missouri, uh, they were trying to throw out the, the dictionary in our encyclopedias. So this has got to stop at some point. Our history is our history. When you like or not, it's our history. And so right now, we continue to pray that everyone uh, in the St. Louis City and uh, our murder rates in the county City have come down. But in Carjack and, and, uh, and, you know, and some of our police departments right now, we just had a change. You know, we got a new police chief. And right now, for some reason, he's afraid to, to come to the public. And one of the things that they did their research, when he came to the St. Louis Police Department, where he came from, uh, he had, had been, uh, uh, well, put his way, he was, he was let go in a nice way. And when we had him here, paid him a hundred thousand dollars more because he didn't know how to deal with the public. And, and that right now, transparency, there's no police department anywhere in the country right now, but if you don't have the transparency, we got issues. With all this technology, all this about all this stuff, there's no excuse right now for us to not be, to tell you what's going on. They all got cameras and we all pay for it. Okay. Keep in mind, this is your money that you're paying for these people to do what they should be doing, and it's not right. Anyway, this is a lot of the Missouri Chamber of Commerce on a beautiful Saturday afternoon. My name is Ira Folks. Uh, that's Scott Aaron. That's Reverend El Galal, El Galal, Turkey Bowl. And I guess we'll be joining us on this video Kovacs. And we will continue our discussion we started last week about some of the things, hot button issues that need to be talked about. And we want to kind of flesh them all out. So again, this is a lunch with my team of comrades on the beautiful Saturday, January the 20th, 2024. My name is Adam Pope, Scott.
Welcome back to another the Missouri Match Game Conference on a beautiful Saturday afternoon. I'm happy to say that we have Mr. Bill Kovacs, and uh, hopefully we join by the Chucky Morning Theory. But right now, uh, we had, uh, had a, I already started our conversation, and uh, Bill was kind of commenting on some of my comments about, uh, you know, how uh, politicians, you know, one thing, Bill, that me and Steve, for you had on the call, that, uh, <clears throat> you know, that the, the House and the Senate finally passed a resolution not shutting the government down. You know, and the bill was signed, and uh, you know, you don't like to kick the can down the road a little bit further than they had before. Okay, and so now that's the subject that you're talking about right now about our politicians. You know, Bill, they all take the same oath to fight for our country. And oh, here comes Chuck being good business. Okay, Chuck. Chuck Dumont. Good luck, Chuck. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, good luck, Chuck. Okay, how you doing, sir? I'm hey, Chuck and Bill. Hey, Chuck, <laughs> how are you? Good afternoon. Yeah, good, good afternoon. afternoon. I mean, it's it's that simple. There's nobody trying to restrain 
uh, the power of government. And the, and the point is, and let's just take something you and I have talked about a million times. Let's just take low-income housing. When you have 40 yeah. to 50 percent of the cost of a low-income house being government regulation, <laughs> you're going to get a lot less, a lot fewer houses. A one-bedroom low-income unit in San Francisco is $850,000. A one unit in Fairfax County, Virginia, where where I live, is roughly $450,000. The average cost of a house across the United States is about $350,000, $400,000. So if you've got a house that's going in in San Francisco, a one unit apartment at, at $850,000, how many people do you think can afford that? I mean, no matter how poor you are, it makes no, it, it makes no sense what, what they're doing. And... You know, and how do you have all these regulations? I mean, try, I mean, look, you've built houses, Ira. Go, mm-hmm. go back and see what the regulations are. You have to, you have to fence around it. Yeah, you, you have to protect animals. I mean, the list all is down, 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 down. Okay, I'm going to choke, I'm going to be honest, you're choking, you're choking. You okay. Come on. I'm totally, I'm totally in agreement, and I, uh, it, there, there's a, um, you know, I think it's it's appropriate to establish, you know, and, and I'm thinking just in a real general sense of of, of a reasonable man's perspective, you know, mm-hmm. some common some common line um, or, or or place that we have to just say this is the standard, meaning like it's. It's 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 veered. I mean, it's almost like a pendulum. It's swung way right for a while, and mm-hmm. it's very conservative. And there were mm-hmm. things being done, and language being used, and uh, actual mm-hmm. legislation and and actions um, by people that were once revered as to set an example. And mm-hmm. then it's it's swung all the way to the left, and then all these other agendas and other things came in so we were we, we were kind of referencing uh, common sense as as, uh-huh. as, as a center of, of gravity and mm-hmm. the definition of common sense is even uh, you know debatable in, in to some degree <laughs> so the the point Bill's making here about the fiduciary responsibility is is too much like right uh, in the sense that, you know, whose interests are being represented and for what? See, there's there's another uh, dimension to the conversation, the consideration, like, does government even serve the people anymore? You know, it, it, well, amen they, on that one. Yeah, who are okay. they, who are they, who, who, who's being served and at what cost or uh, agenda or what's going on? It's like, I mean, it's like they there were there were a number of places that were talking about they, they didn't even need to have an election. They're just going to put Biden through, mm-hmm. and then there are other places saying Trump has no business being on the ballot. Uh, sure no. These are things that are, are going on that are, you know, constitutional pillars that that beyond common sense, but certainly a responsibility. Uh, to what's going on, so I, I wholeheartedly agree with uh, what all that is the, the the opinions that are being expressed now. 
And also, let me see, let me get, you know, okay, one of the things, okay, uh, up until recently, okay, on the left and the right, okay, first of all, we said left Republican, uh, right uh, Democrat. Up until recently, you know, in the last uh, decade, uh, normally you would have a, uh, a process before the Democrat and the Republican elected candidate. You would go through different primaries, okay, where they would have people who challenge them there at the debates and, and they would, you know, debate each other and find out what's going to happen, okay? Well, right now, okay, but in doing that, each person that's running would have something they could put on the table, okay? And they can because I'm going to do this for you. I'm going to do this for you. Um, this is my goal. This is my intention, you know, to do this as a president and how I'm going to bring benefits to your city, to your town, you individually, as for like, you know, the housing when we were talking about, but also the thing about, uh, you know, child care. There's also the thing about education. I mean, that's the thing about our transportation. All those things have to come into play. And, and you know, even agriculture, that's something that has to be put out there also. But right now, uh, there's, uh, on the Republican side, uh, there's no issues being discussed about if we get an office, what are we going to do for me? And that was a song that came out many, many years ago. You remember we talked about this. Uh, was about Jenny Jack, remember Chuck? What are you doing for me lately? Okay, you know what I mean? And and so so right now you have to ask yourself, okay, each part that you're living, okay, what have you done for me lately? I mean, you know, what have what have what, why should I want to keep you, and why should I want to put you in there to benefit me? Okay, what are the benefits of me, you know, keeping you uh, as if you're doing Biden or uh, putting you in if you're Donald Trump? What 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 are you gonna do for me? And they all politics, to me, are always local. And I just talked about, when we came on the air, about what's going on here in Missouri. Uh, our house, Senate here right now is already locked up. You know, because we got a, a, a freedom conference right now. They said, we're going to create chaos. You don't want nothing, nothing passed. Huh? <laughs> and, that, and that's kind of the way we get a government. You know, so right now, uh, that's how we are here. And I think both you gentlemen... Uh, you know, you know, you know, a, a very high esteem, and and have worked with people across the country and around the world, and and have some have some idea how 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 kilter we are. So, Chuck, if you could tell me, if, if you had your choice, how would you see things go? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hmm. Okay. I, you make me. You make me. I, I have been feeling, and 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 I'm not really speaking for how me personally felt. I've just been felt that we've been put in a uh, evolutionary disposition, and and I'm really talking about my uh, encounters with let's just say in Washington we just refer to it as Capitol Hill. Anything and everything to do with the uh, public side. Uh, kind of, you know, the gravity, everything just kind of trickles or settles back into the hill. And, mm -hmm. and whether it was uh, legislative swings, and there were there were earmarks, or, or uh, not earmarks, but different uh, markers in time that different things were happening, started to measure uh, what was mm -hmm. going on, kind of relate them to a, um, a administration. So if you went all the way back to um, Lyndon B. Johnson in the 1964 Civil Rights Act, there was a disposition and an attitude and a perspective of why did that happen and, and of 
all the people that weren't necessarily branded as um, all-inclusive would go would do mm-hmm. something like that. And then that kind of evolved, and there, and there was economic um, uh, receipts or, or uh, achievement uh, from mm-hmm. that legislation of what impacted and how it went. And as it just went on, that, that kind of peaked, and then we worked our way all the way up to, um, let's say, the Clinton administration, and the beginning of bundling of contracts and kind of starting to say that, well, they're not really laws or guidelines. And, you know, we're going to try our best to meet the guidelines. But if we can't find this, or we can't do that. There, there are many other um, things that have happened that, that represent that. But as you start looking at it's okay to not look that hard in, in a sense or, or we set these goals, but if we fall short, I mean, and, and add to that education and religion and infrastructure. I mean, you, would you ever have imagined, or, or what time, and depending on your age, that a bridge could actually fall down and collapse while cars are going across it, and it's and it's a, a major thoroughfare. You know, we've got infrastructure issues all over, and so yeah, we got to do it. But now these other uh, encumbrances and other things are put to it that yeah we got to do it but we're gonna we're gonna do it with a certain group of people or a certain way you've got to be in the system and they've made it so difficult uh to be inclusive and even with something like um where we are, the, the whole dei thing and because i almost wanted to say minority minority back you know in the 60s if you were talking about minorities it was black you know, it that it, it, it was two ways about it, and then we started saying, okay, Hispanics—they're not minorities too, but it's gotten all to the point where it became about everything but that. I mean, in terms, who is ever well? You know, these people are disparaged, or even it's, it's a catch-up. Yeah, it's one thing to say that somebody lives in a certain zip code or something that's a hub zone, so they get minority uh, uh, considerations and. You know, I'm not get to the LBGT or white women being uh, designated parties mm-hmm. or um, the disparity that was going on. And, and keep mm-hmm. coming up all the way to this point right now. On, on one hand, you've got all these people now, all these companies are saying uh, they can't find people for jobs. And on the other hand, there are all these jobs. And then at the same time, it's like they kind of wiped out the 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 um, perceived value of education you don't just you don't need it you can get away without it but yet as competitive as, as it could be to get into uh, selected schools and get in these programs so they've kind of made it really easy that if you're not well rooted so it used to be everyone all you got to do is kind of get up in the morning and go get on that school bus and you would in in the end the yielding product, the product that was be yielded from just being part of the system was something that was a credit and a value to society. Then we got to the point now where, you know, kids don't show up for school. They're not really concerned about it. You know, and, and even, you know, the whole thing, we're having uh, cultural, uh, social, academic, uh, just physical uh, environment infrastructure challenges. You know, the integrity... Okay, so, the human being. So, okay, the question was, what would I do? 
And the mm-hmm. point of it, I'm, I'm kind of over here with uh, what we've been saying all along to hold hold these people who we vote for accountable, mm-hmm. and then really just get get ignorant. Not, not ignorant, but just blatant. Huh. Starts about draining the swamp. You know that. that vernacular. Well, one thing that you hit on there was infrastructure, okay, that uh, we all, uh, you know, for about the last 20, 30, well, this last 20, 25 years, okay, there's been talk about on the hill, down there on the hill, okay, but we need infrastructure. We have bridge falling, okay, but there was no money put in place for that. Anybody have campaign on that. Well, uh, Mr. Biden came in, and so what you want to say, see, he passed that bill right now. In all states right now, anywhere you travel, you know, you see construction going on. You see it right now, uh, you know, people fixing the bridges, the, the major, you know, the state highways. Right here in Missouri, uh, we on Highway 70, okay, which was one of the first, the first that was the first, you know, see highway started right here in, here in Missouri, okay, with Highway 70 that goes from, the, from coast to coast. You know what I'm saying? And so now out, uh, out, State Highway right now is finally being fixed, and like you know, and, and, and also in a small places up there in Virginia, and all the congressmen right now are saying we did, and, and they all take advantage of them, taking no, no, no credit for it. But but the idea is, I don't care who did it. We finally got some construction. We got construction. We we have any bridges and stuff, and keeping them from falling down. You know, and that's how, you know that's that's you know the, the, the just a thing. You know, so be come on over here. I mean. You, you the president, what would you do? It's a, it's a, it's a real issue, and and, I, and maybe part of our... Let me, uh, let me see that movie over here. Let me see. Okay, Bill? Well, I'm just sitting here lis- listening to you, and there's too much on the table for me to respond to, but right in front of me right now, I have a white sheet of paper. It's got nothing on it. Okay. So think I about that. that. I love that white sheet. I love that white sheet. There's nothing on it. And mm-hmm. you hit, you, all of you, you and Chuck have hit, and Rev have hit two points. What does government do for us? And mm-hmm. I'd like to reverse it. What does it need? What needs to be done? So okay, I'm, I'm going to put on this table what government does for us to see if we can ever get to that point and ask a more fundamental question, what needs to be done? Let me put on number one. Number one is it needs to protect us, both foreign and domestic, from harm. That's from okay, yeah. a war or, or criminals or whatever. Just protect us from harm. After protect us from harm, what would be... And that's half of that's half of our discretionary budget. So, what would be the next thing? Because we're asking, what needs to be done? If, because you have to know what, in my mind, you have to know what really needs to be done before you can ask, what do they do for us? I mean, and I'm in a position where if they just really protected the United States, and we really had, uh, I'm going to say, just uh, safety with it on the streets. Mm-hmm. Education, our kids going to school, say, doing basic stuff. Well, well, right now, Uvalde is, is one, okay, where you have a, almost 400 some professional trained police officers, you know, you know, not on the, on the local level, the state level, the federal level. And they all been trained, okay, 
you you run you run to the problem and, and, and there was a, a door that nobody thought of trying to door that was again common sense yep ain't no common sense turn the door now nothing go nothing <laughs> the door was open but I'm right i'm not to do i'm not to do it now I'd like you to get to, to number two on the list. One is okay, go to number two. Number two is to protect us. Because before we can get to what should they be doing for us, they have some mm -hmm. basic functions. I mean, I'll go through a few of them. We need a strong dollar. We need a strong banking system. We we need mm -hmm. to have we need to have jobs. Once, I mean, if we had if the country was defended, people had a good economy and their jobs were available. Mm -hmm. Seriously, schools were teaching reading, writing, and arithmetic, or whatever they teach now, STEM or calculus or whatever. Mm -hmm. What else does government really need to do at that point in time? Because at that point, if there are jobs available, mm -hmm. people can work. Uh, the question here that we've got is, I mean, I don't know what, and I say this honestly, I don't know what jobs are available. My hunch is, is that there are not as many available jobs as you think there are. Most of the jobs that are available right now are pretty low-paying jobs that really probably very few people want, and there are enough government benefits to say, well, the government benefits are just as good as the job. Why should I have to go to work? And they're probably well, we, 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 That one would okay. When it comes to jobs, one of the things that, uh, that, uh, that struck me, uh, we all know I work on here down in Haytown, uh, we're in the broadband communication. There's definitely a shortage of the people right there and people need to be trained, which we plan to do, on how to go go out there. And this is be a kind of simple: how to dig a ditch, okay? How you know how to? And, and, you know, it, it's common sense, a common sense job. But at the end of the day, it's what actually runs the country. It runs all the technology. I mean, nothing well, can take place, okay? You let you, let you, but it's again, uh, right right now, people. Do, you have do parents do parents teach common sense anymore? I mean, seriously. <laughs> I I don't know. Well, Chuck, you keep your wife to teach you. Want to help me? Help me? Help me out, here, Chuck. That's the whole uh, uh, erosion of of cultural and and uh, just just the whole infrastructure collapse. Uh, mm -hmm. And there was a thing that that there was a thing start happening when. In, in, and I'll speak from a black family perspective. You know, when when the the man was taken out of the house, or yeah, forced out, it, forced out, or it's okay to to substitute the same sex situation in there. Uh, mm -hmm. for, you know, whether it's two men or uh, what, whatever the case may be, mm -hmm. we lost those. Basically, you know, let's go back to that common sense or the reasonable man or religion mm -hmm. or what, whatever it is. It's from mm -hmm. from your grandparents or from a time phase, let's say the 60s through the 70s, 80s. And now here we are now where and that's what I was getting to about at one time. People would determine how they would their decorum, their behavior would be based mm -hmm. on the 
president, the president wouldn't do that. Or that. These, these people are cursing and um, uh, doing, uh, I mean, it's like immoral things and all this stuff that's going on now. We're seeing it and it's out here like it's no big deal for a preacher to be found that he's been up here uh, chastising women for the uh, length of their skirt or something. And then he's having all kinds of activities going on uh, <laughs> uh, you know, off, 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 outside the church. You know, so uh, yeah. there's there's a time now that, um, no, it, ain't, it, 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 it isn't being taught in the home, but it, but it used to just be part of who we are. It's almost like uh, a young child, you know, something as simple as eating with your fingers. I guess when you do it, it's accountability. Accountability and some standards. Have you noticed? Um, I'll give you. I'll give you another story. My uh, my son had uh, one of his friends had a surprise birthday party for the girlfriend, and it was at a uh, you know it was at an upscale restaurant. And you know we were up here. Uh, we you know he's a little bit older, so we don't really get to tell him how to dress. But we're like saying, well. <laughs> You know, you really should at least be wearing a sport coat or something in there. You know, and then, you know they're like, this is a twenty-five hundred dollar uh, dinner for a group of people type of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, a swanky place. And uh, so I was asking him about it. He said, "Well, you know, some people wore hoodies and tennis shoes, and other people, you know." And I said, "Well, what would, what was the host wearing?" Well, the host was wearing a suit. And so you, these are things that you've got to understand that you don't have to use peer pressure to be your mm-hmm. your 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 litmus paper or your your measuring stick as much as what statement are you making about yourself mm-hmm. and that's you. the difference and if you really want to we, we want to talk to the, to the average joe out here you want to impress a woman no matter how much you know in, in the street we talk about thug love and and they they really like these people from a certain type of uh, uh, personality and mentality but boy if you send a girl of flowers you send flowers or you open the door for them or you do some of these little basic things that somebody else is like oh man you know you you you're soft or you're this or that when they go away yeah, then, when, when, then, 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 then you be on that real we should have our wife we should have our wife that's the way that's the way you, we were raised because it's almost like your vocabulary you mm-hmm. know what words do you know to use and and instead of necessarily just cussing somebody out and, and saying uh, limiting it to your top 500 words you're saying well we got a whole webster's dictionary here you know when, when i was when i was in high school we had one book that was just for vocabulary they were just teaching us words and i mean mm-hmm. words i never heard of but because of that when i hear one of these words that i wouldn't maybe normally use I'm not. I'm not intimidated. I'm not scared, or I'm not. I kind of have an idea what they're talking about enough that if I look it up, and it may become part of it, but it's communication. It shows how. But Chuck, they, they don't. E- they don't even teach that in college anymore. Yet alone in, in grade school or high school. I mean, part of the problem is our our entire our entire teaching system has has gone off the rails. Mm. I, I mean. Yeah, well, and when I look, when I went to school, I never, I don't think I 
we didn't have any great courses. You learned history, math, science. You just took the same courses everybody else took. At the end of the year, you took a college exam or whatever it was at the end of four years. And that was, that was, you never really thought about, gee, I want a, an LGBTQ course or something like that. I, I mean, I, first of all, it wasn't even something thought about, but so, so we, that we didn't know what it was. Well, but that gets to the bigger question. I mean, Ira, you and I are about the same age. Chuck's a little, a little bit, maybe a lot more younger. So the question is, as all of us old, old guys leave or exit the stage, what are, what's going to be the culture? If you think it's bad now, what's going to be the culture 20 years from now? Wow. In this country, what's it going to be like? You know, Bill, I think he kind of hit the hell, you know, the head, the nail on the head, because I think that's the whole thing. Uh, we all we were taught, you know, I think all that can say real, uh, I know Scott and all of us were all taught, you know, how when our kids came along, that they would do better, they would, they would do better than we would do. I mean, you know, which meant, okay, whatever I made, my kids will make more money in the next generation, okay, and they kids and so on and so on. I think the Bible tells us that, okay, you'll pass wealth on to the next generation. But I think now, uh, and I guess, guess, you know, this this is the thing I want to talk about. Social media, okay, has changed our whole world, okay? Right now, you see little kids, two or three years, less than, Two years old, two years old, they all want to want to want to have a tablet of some sort. I mean, and and, and that's and, and that's what's educating them. And and the bad part about it, the parents don't know how to how to work to talk on things. You know what I mean? And and so they can so they can hardly police. Okay, when we were coming out, <clears throat> uh, we had TV. Okay, but guess what? We only had four channels, four stations, you know, four or five stations at that time. But we, when we did, okay, we knew the news that we got was 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 actual factual news. But nowadays, everybody got, got a good opinion, okay? Their opinions are out there, and nobody verified their opinions. And the only day we know that Walter Cronkite or somebody else will say, "Hey, this is the news, okay? Hey, that was a law, and we believe that." But nowadays, okay, I remember I remember uh, John Malone uh, who started TCI. Well, no, not he started TCI. He came along, okay. To the next level, he had said years ago they were lower 500 channels. I mean, we said that, okay. And I said, wow, that must be crazy. But well, guess what? We got more than that nowadays. And guess what? Y'all got some outward opinion. Yeah. And everybody saying, believe me, what I'm telling you, this is honest, God, truth. Seattle. Yes, sir. The, the main thing to do is that each individual will have to continue to encourage the youngsters what's right from wrong and uh, how to respect one another, how to love one another. That's the only thing I think we get in. You keep putting it in them like the Bible said, train up a child the way he must go, then he won't depart from it. Well, that's what has to keep continuing to go on. People have to be continually uh, encouraging the youth regardless of what's they said, all these youngsters is this and that. Change it by you cooperating and help the youngsters to know what's right from wrong and what to do, what's right and what not to do. That's the issue, and that's what should be happening right now. Well, Rabbi, I think I taught 
my kids that, and I think they thought I was terrible for doing it. But unfortunately, when they walk outside of the house, and a lot most people think differently, it's very hard to. They they keep on questioning, "Am I nuts?" And some days I question it. Well, you know, you know this is something that you have you and I, okay? I mean, we were schooled, okay. The young girls, okay, you know, had the skirts down below, you know. And then I recall <clears throat> that, that the bad girls, okay, would have their skirts up high. And I know that a lot of young young girls, no time, when they left home, okay, they would kind of fold their skirts over, okay, put pins in them, right? And then when they go home, they put them back down. So so once they left home, okay, it was, it was good girls, okay, and they left out there, the, the, the whole wardrobe would change, okay? And the people they would hang with would change. And I think now peer pressure, like Chuck just mentioned with his son there, uh, you know, uh, just a couple of weeks ago, couple of, uh, I said that last year, uh, <clears throat> my nephew, daughter just turned uh, two years old, okay? And they gave her a birthday party, okay? Two years old, right? And they spent over um, probably $5,000, $6,000 or more, okay, on her birthday party. Now, Right. Okay. Now, they all—they uh, had a parade. She came in, and they all dressed her like okay. They were like like kids, like like Trevor was talking about. You know what? Uh, they came up with their bow ties on. They looked good kids. Okay. And the parents got into it also. I mean, so they, and they all were up and they did jeeps and stuff. They had a parade. They come in Korea there. Now, <clears throat> that is that is well, at that age. Okay. 20 or 30 years from now, what would she expect, okay? You know, when she get ready to get married or somebody, what would she expect? I tell my, my, anybody here, my daughter's okay, that's for them, okay? So I know you spoil your son and you know, you spoil your kids also. That was my job, just to give them the best that I could give them. And then the man that married one of them, okay, they got it again, they got to give them the best, you know, and, and respect them. And that's all what we can do. Real men, we see like kids out there, you know, uh, and they get into the crazy world. But now I said, but it's not what we say, it's what do they see? You know, there are the most newspapers out there, there are very few of those out there that you can actually, people don't, sometimes I go places, I carry my newspaper with me, you know, sitting in the waiting room, put my paper out. A couple of months ago, I was in the, in the office, okay, and I put my paper on the lady and said, what's that? I said, the newspaper. Yeah, hey, 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 Yes, sir. Hey, hey, Aaron. Yes, sir. Something else, Aaron, is that we have to look at ourselves. I'm looking at myself. I was wild and crazy and all that kind of stuff. But I came away from it after listening to what your parents told you and kept it in memories. And that's what all these other kids going to have to do today. And the parents, all you do is just keep putting it in them. God will guide them to the right way to continue to go and carry this on. Okay, now Chuck, now Chuck you have to teach you, okay? One, 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 one of the things, okay, that uh, that I always have believed in, and that when, it, when, it, when, it, when, it, when a kid gets to school, the teacher has a hell of a job, you know, that she got to try to come up with a course that everybody can understand, and they pay very little money out of the the lowest paid people in the world right now are our teachers. They do the hardest job. All right, Chuck, you agree? Yeah, it, it's it's when 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 it's in your house 
from the other yeah. side. When your family's a teacher, or, or in this case, your wife's a teacher, and mm-hmm. it got to be concerned about their safety. Right. Uh, just, I mean, you got students saying things to teachers that are just, it's like, why, 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 why are you even coming to school? And then the next day they don't come to school. You don't say that to them, but it's like, if you don't want to, if you don't want to learn something and you think mm-hmm. it's more important to be the center of attention or to crack jokes or to fight mm-hmm. or to sell drugs or, or, or whatever it is. And then the least little thing, they may not show up. Or if something happens and the administration is very similar, like what's going on with the police, that if you, if there's no discipline or negative reinforcement or they take them out to class, but they're right back the next day. And mm-hmm. even when you call the parent, the parent will tell you well, uh, right now I'm out on the job or there's, there's another side of it too. There's another kid that may come in and you notice that, they haven't changed their clothes or they look a certain way or they're unhappy or you see them crying or something. I'm talking about high school level people, you know, whether uh, you find out that it might be a 16 year old is taking care of two or three elementary school kids and the parent, you never know what what the situation parent might just be having that many jobs or really trying, Mm -hmm. or they could, they could be on, hooked on some drug or something or, or just dead or disappeared or whatever. You just never know what's going on in, in the house out here. I have to say, I'm shocked by the number of people that don't have food, but yet have jobs or even have, you know, and you could say that, well, that's a personal problem or what, but when, and I, was that, was it, was, was it on here? We were talking about how, inflation has been on a certain uh, rate that 20 years ago or whatever, when inflation went up, so did uh, compensation. The level of income that was there for um, the, the workforce of America. Now the inflation has really hit some numbers and gone crazy up there, but salaries and, and, and pay scales didn't weren't elastic to that they didn't also go up and uh you know i just went to grocery this morning and i was telling my wife i said you know we used to be trying to say well you know for a hundred bucks we could get this bunch of do that and make it a couple of days yeah and i'm like you know so it's like so what's the budget this week or what are we spending and uh we'll go in there and we'll think of one thing but boy by the time you get to that cash register you're like wait a minute we didn't even buy this, that, and the other. We put a few things back and said, "Now we got," and it's still way over what you thought it would be, you know. So it's all relative. And then even, um, you know, whether you blame the pandemic or, uh, you know, and uh, you know, we talked about the cost of health care, and and people getting sick and not having any money, or or it's almost like cash and carry in the hospital, you know. Do oh, we have it? not having sure and it's it's so all these things relating back to the classroom that's what that's where it starts to show the mm-hmm. stress the stress on society or whatever you see in it in a in a in a certain uh well let's put it like this less filtered somebody has a job and goes to work you might see mm-hmm. things but they're a little bit able to pull it off carry off and, and not let you know uh, certain issues or things going on, you know, unless somebody coming in with a black eye or whatever, you don't, you don't really know. 
And then, you know, when you talk to these kids, you get into it. And, and the thing about it is they want to talk to somebody. They do. Yeah. They're, they're, this, ain't, this is a, I mean, they really don't know. So where are you going to get your role model from a, a rap song or an image on TV or something? And you got all these people that are behind the engineering of our uh, uh, cultivating of culture. And leading it into a certain path or, 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 or way to make it easier. They, they didn't make it better for this, the business situation. They dumbed it down. Which I, which I, got, I got to take on something. You said early on, okay? And one of the things, okay, that we all, three of us, you know, I was on the phone here. Uh, we were fortunate enough to have a man in our houses, okay? That we were growing up. And in that, okay, with that, that man came some type of discipline, okay, or respect, you know, that we were going to give that to, the, to that man, okay, that we would not give to our mother sometimes. I mean, that, that, that he was a the disciplinarian, okay, we did something wrong, daddy's going to take care of this when he comes home. You know, you know what I'm saying? Uh, something. And so with that being taken out of, out, of, out, out, of the, out of the black household, and those kids here being taught, how they operate with a two-parent system, that right away kind of feels in the wrong direction. When you said so, deal. Yeah, but that take, well, I mean, of course, that, that takes us back to what Chuck started with then mm-hmm. 65, you know, with all the welfare reform and stuff that they had mm-hmm. where they got rid of the man in the house and mm-hmm. made it more, more advantageous not to be married, to be divorced, and you get mm-hmm. two income right. versus one. Um, mm-hmm. That goes to my overall thinking on everything. I'm, I'm going to make an outrageous comment right now Come and on. everybody jump over. I would argue that 95% of our problems in this United States right now is mm-hmm. caused by government. And I'll, let me go, give you a few reasons. Okay. Let's just go to medical. Let's go to hospitals. Okay. Government is... In, Government regulates every single aspect of, of healthcare, every single thing. Mm-hmm. And they've now got it set up whereas if, if Ira and Chuck have insurance, they go to the hospital and they get a discount. I don't have insurance and I'm the poorest guy in the block and I go to the hospital and I get a bill for $400,000. Then I can't pay it and they put me in a bankruptcy. Then I can't get credit. Then I can't get a job. I mean, that's just one. And I would argue that government has caused more of the health problems because if the health system was not as controlled by government, these doctors couldn't charge what they charge. Thank you, sir. And when I grew up, you know, the, the, I hate to say it, the local doctors, they worked out of their house, they made house calls, mm-hmm. and they probably billed $5 for your, your house call. Today, if that much, if that much. Yeah, today, you can't even walk in without having a $1,000 bill. So that's the first one. The second one is education. We spend a trillion and a half dollars between federal, state, and local on education. And what are we getting for it? We're all sitting here complaining, saying, oh, well, they're not doing this. They're not doing that. They're not lessons. They've got everybody's got, got rights. you got LGBTQ rights or XYZ rights, whatever you got. So you, you got education. Let's take housing. So we talked about this before. Part of the problem with housing, all the regulations, 40 to 50% of the cost of a house. doesn't do anything to build the house, but we need low-income housing. I could go down the whole list. I could go down 100 more, 100 more items. And, and and 
come to the same thing. The, the, so go back to your first question that you asked, Iris, you know, what does government need to do? I asked, what, what do we want from government? I asked, what does it need to do? It clearly, whatever, we give it $6 trillion a year, and that's not enough. And if you take state, local, and federal, we give them $10 trillion. That's not enough. Well, what's enough money to give government to make things run right? That, uh, I don't know. I guess one thing I have to say that okay, there are and once we give it to them, okay, uh, they you know they are unaccountable back to us. And we don't know if they perform. If, if we if they did what they said they were going to do, once, like I said, once once they got elected into office, okay, then that's it. Once they go into Congress, okay. And that's that, that's that, that's the faith that they all want to be. Okay, As a matter of fact, Bill, I'm gonna say in the in your book that you wrote. Okay, it clearly defines uh, that uh, in, in the, uh, uh, that once they get there, uh, like not just in Congress, okay, but any political office on the state level also, become an alderman. Well, I have run campaigns where I have put people in office, okay, and they didn't even commit them. Once they get there, okay. They become buddy buddy, okay, with the other alderman or commitment or whoever, and their whole attitude changed. And well, that's one of the reasons why I keep on talking about we need to devolve the domestic power, the, the domestic government to the states and get the federal government out of it completely. Because the federal government, the, nobody, no human being in the entire world, no human being is capable of managing the budgets that these people manage. You oh, have no. a group of people, $6 trillion a year to do whatever the hell they want, plus they can borrow whatever else they need or want. Nobody can manage that. That's, that's not manageable. And we're expecting these people that are human beings, and, uh, and I'm saying it in a nice way, or they're politicians, which is probably not quite human, but they're, they're, <laughs> they're sitting there and they've got at their disposal every single year $6 trillion. That, that's insanity. That's a lot of money. I mean, we think about it, $6 trillion. I, I mean, I don't even know how much money it is, but we're asking these people to take six trillion dollars and do something with it. They don't even know how to balance. Okay, okay, okay. Let's back up, okay? Explain to people who listens, okay? Every every year, okay, every two years, I should say, they have elections in the House of Representatives where they split up four hundred. They have four hundred. They're four hundred and thirty-five. Yeah, 435, okay, is the number, okay, that you have. And that, and you divide that number and have either Democrat or Republicans, okay, which you supposed to have a two-party system right now, what we work, what we work off, okay. And now you divide those 435 people, take away your party affiliation, okay, your human beings. So human beings are right now looking at that kind of money saying, oh my God. Okay, then I gotta get, get my piece, okay, it's probably about an equally between all four and thirty five people. Am I right, Bill? I am sorry, I didn't get the question. It, it, it's gonna be equally divided between each one of those four and thirty five people rather than no. a district someplace. No. Okay. It's the appropriation process doesn't work like that. They they've okay. sort of tried some of them try to make it work like that where everybody gets their sort of their gravy train, yes, but it it doesn't really work like that. Okay, so that's my point. So explain to us, okay, what we all misunderstand. Well, it's like some states, like South Carolina, for example, 
every dollar that the citizens of South Carolina said to the, send to the federal government, they get $7.35 back. I think Missouri, or I, I know Utah, but I think Missouri too, you guys don't even get a dollar back for what you send in. So you guys send a dollar and you get 75 cents back and South Carolina gets $7 and something back. And so there's no way of knowing how this 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 thing is is divided. I mean, I should, I, mean, I, yeah, I should have said, okay, uh, the population's okay, the term okay. Because right now, I think uh, we maintain that the last census was done, that we didn't lose any, any, any seats, okay? But this is all, every state is determined how many seats they get, okay, by the population from the census. Right, right. We let that pour it out. Right. And so right now, Missouri population is not not up there with the big numbers, okay? So that's why we get the least amount of the pie. Well, I'm... Yeah, I wish it was, uh, yeah, you, you, I mean, I'm assuming you get less part of the pie because you didn't have some really important people in Congress. Uh, uh, that's what I want you to, that, that's what I want you to say, you know, I want you to say that, okay, I want you to say that. It depends, I, I, okay. You have, you have this, you have Jason Smith right now, who's really excellent, but I don't know what mm -hmm. he, he, he says the right things, but I'm not sure what he does. Well, I, I work in this district, okay? Matter of fact, we all, you and I have down in Haitian, Missouri, that's in the district, okay? And from what we see down there, it's one of the, uh, Pemberside County, one of the poorest counties in, in, in the country. Yeah. And, and by the way, Jason Smith, okay, is the Ways and Means Chairman of that committee, which controls all the money that comes out to everybody. Yep. He's the Chairman of the committee. And so you would think that, 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 uh, of Prescott County, okay, would be one of the best, well-funded places in the whole country. It would be the Cadillac. It may be the Mercedes. No, that would be a Cadillac right now sitting you know, down there and all they want to get off. I just had a conversation this morning, Bill, from when Donnie about us, you know, uh, working towards it, some dollars up there for our training facility. And we visit down there in this town right now for us to start you know, looking at that. As we as we move forward in in, in our project in time, uh, taking advantage of Mr. Smith's you know position that he has in Congress to get us some trainers out, which again kind of uh, takes away that what we all talk about a good education, but now you got your training facilities, training schools that come in now that that you know, most people found out that they that they were not qualified or couldn't go to college. So what did they do? Well, I don't know about where you live, but around here, if you go and you get a, a license as a plumber, you make more than any of these kids coming out with sociology degrees. Electrician also. Electrician, plumbers, all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. They do they do very well. Mm -hmm. And, you know, every night on the news or on, they advertise, uh, South Dakota advertises, they tell They'll, they're at, they need people, and they advertise that if you come to South Dakota, they will train you, certify you, and guarantee you a job. Why aren't mm -hmm. people flocking to South Dakota? I mean, seriously. And the job start, I think they said, is they start at $75,000. That's right, not right, right. for somebody and, starting and, a job. And, 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 and I think you're tax-free also. There's no taxes. Well, you know, state taxes, yeah. yeah. No state taxes also. Right. Not I mean, a bad deal. That's not a bad gig, okay? But I think it's the weather up there, up there is 
matter of fact, right now we you know, we had you know uh, some uh, you know cold spell here. We just I said we, we should have been used to uh, here in Missouri. I, mean, I don't know how you guys was up there. We had below zero the last couple of days here, the last week or so. You know, uh, I don't know how you guys must have been up there, but uh, but I mean, but that's kind of dictates why people want to go to North Dakota. As a matter of fact, I don't know how many- here's here. Look, Ira, if it's thirty degrees above zero and it's snowing and raining i'm not going out if it's eight degrees below zero i'm not going out so if it's five degrees colder you're still not going out if you're you know unless you're going to florida you're not making a difference well we're well, really 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 if you can't make that, making that kind of money okay you have the incentive okay and i think right now people uh uh me out on this one okay uh, you know, they they uh, they they had aspirations, okay, to go make money, okay, because about uh, not only just how, how how we how we create wealth in our, here and now, especially in the black community, it's not as easy as it has been and getting harder every day for us, you know, to you know, for us to you know, get our members uh, and then once we get our members to, to sustain our membership, you know what I'm saying? So sometimes it, it's trouble, right? You know, you know, you have one this year, next year, and unfortunately, in some cases, Chuck kept me out here uh, once they start making a lot of money, okay, they least have to forget about us. I've had that to happen, you know what I'm saying? You kind of know you're looking to a point, you And all of a sudden, they're making some money, and they forget about how we, how we put them in that position, okay, by using the chambers. Am I right, Chuck? I, I think it's human nature to a certain degree. Well, for some people. So, you know, some people are different ways. Uh, I can give you an example that when a company reaches a certain point, in a way, they kind of um, feel like they've outgrown the peer group or the, the circle of people they were involved mm-hmm. with. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have you have you have you have people that that just kind of feel like we don't we don't need it. You know, we don't need mm-hmm. their you know when, that we're doing okay. And they got it, but you, but those same people, and I'm talking about fifty million dollar co- type of contracts and different kinds of, I mean, mm-hmm. real money, serious real money. money. Yeah, but then you got the same people that that don't pay people. Don't their employees may not be getting paid. Contractors may not be getting paid. It's a different, it's a different mindset. But at the same time, they're not understanding best practices and the mm-hmm. common of success mm-hmm. those those are the things that make the difference and and you, we could go back and study it but yes to answer your question yes and when you said that I, I just come to mind we had one company that um, we took to Brazil and we mm-hmm. made introductions and we we did everything except went and sat in all their uh, additional meetings and didn't get mm-hmm. to go but before they left that trip where we would set the meetings up for them, they made, they had an $85 million contract. Wow. Yeah. And we never heard from them again after that. 
of your deal that's not how we operate you know your mm -hmm. membership you paid the same amount mm -hmm. that tom dick and harry paid and mm -hmm. it works out for you we're happy at least maybe mm -hmm. tell some people or share that we'll use it as testimonial but mm -hmm. lo and behold what happens when the creek <laughs> rises and the alligators are at their feet <laughs> see when the house is burning they come running and that's where we're sitting there saying, mm-hmm. We're sitting right here waiting on you too. They want well, to well, well, save them. They they want you to they want you to save them yesterday. Mm -hmm. Not at nine o'clock on Monday morning after whatever happened <laughs> over the weekend and can you do it right now? But they'll call you and they'll tell people, No, we're members. We're there. We've been doing this. Now on the other side I gotta tell I gotta tell a, a, a good a good version of that. We had another company that uh, was in litigation and mm -hmm. they were suing a major uh, a major corporation they're a small company but they were both doing the same kind of work and they won their lawsuit we don't even know but but we uh, wrote letters and we advocated on their behalf you can put it like that mm -hmm. and I, I know they probably won you know 10 15 20 million dollars but they came back and said you know what we really appreciate you guys. Once you know, we're going to take out a lifetime membership and, uh, here's $25,000. Okay. And, and for, <laughs> for us, we, you know, you bite your tongue, you can, you know, never look a gift in the mouth, a gift horse in the mouth, but you know, shoot, a, a, a regular membership's 10,000 a year, you know? And I mean, for a company doing, uh, uh, multi-million yeah, and and you know, and so we were happy to have it, but you're relegated and subjected to someone else's uh, value system mm -hmm. because and and that and the difference is the amount it costs to function, the phone bill, the staffing, mm -hmm. the office, those are fixed mm -hmm. costs. Those are fixed costs, and it doesn't. It you you don't get to say, well, I'm gonna pay this for that today, or I'm gonna mm -hmm. pay, you know. And 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 that's the, the, the as they say, as Godfather. This is the life we chose, you know. So we're not we don't cry about it at that point mm -hmm. when we come back. And what what's happened is, and we're we're talking about something a little bit different now. But you look at uh, the it's kind of like the Godfather of nonprofits for the most part is uh, AARP and when they got mm -hmm. away from dues-based membership and started mm -hmm. focusing more on fees and services and resources mm -hmm. that's when they became multi-billion dollar entity mm -hmm. so people will pay for what they want and that, that's mm -hmm. that's fair that's fair we just try to bring we just try to have what they want but you will pay for it mm -hmm. Well, I think I think I think uh, I think uh, like going to that's the American, American I guess American way, but I always say as far as people come successful that you help, uh, I always say I mean, you need the same people going up, the same people coming down. I mean, so that's so that's one of the adages you know, that you learn, but you continue like you and I do to keep working every day. Okay, 
<laughs> like, you know, uh, you know, and we got faith and, and, and like for some weirdness coming early in the program, we did this prayer that you gotta have faith, okay, you know, you know that, that 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 what you're doing, okay, it's gonna be beneficial to someone, but you gotta have faith, okay, in then your success in yourself, okay, that you're gonna be able to help somebody. Like that's what you and I have done in our lives, that we help other people become successful. And when Dio when he's that you know on U.S. Chamber of Commerce, his job was to make sure advocate for his members they're doing on right deal. Well, I was gonna, I was gonna say, I know Ch Chuck. Are you still? Um, your setup was a foundation still, or uh, C three, C three. Uh huh. Um, I mean, I guess I, I've just having spent more years with the business community than I probably liked. Uh, the the reason you know we we lobbied was simply because I hate to say it that's where the money was that's mm -hmm. where you could do the favors that people needed you weren't supposed to lobby for any one client just the business community in general but you really mm -hmm. did lobby for one and we sort of separated we had a foundation did all the nice things and did the training and and you know mm -hmm. those things. But it was really the lobbying, and that, that's something where you, you can really extract your pound of flesh a little bit more than you can when you're a straight C3, mm -hmm. uh, being a C6. And, and that's just probably a cruel way, of, a crude way of, of, of saying it. But, you know, at the end of the day, look, you got to be honest with yourself. When you deal with the business community, they're not exactly, I mean, they'll everybody can take it the wrong way, but they're not exactly the most ethical group in the world. Uh, and so they operate for what's best for them. And they should just like most people operate for themselves. Most times that there's some kind of an honor between them, where if you're in an organization, you're trying to support it financially, good, good and bad. And eventually you'll, you know, those members will work out. But when it comes to lobbying where you can actually, I hate to say this, deliver for them. Mm -hmm. uh, they look at things a little bit differently because they know they can't come in and out. They know they have to stay with you because they've always got something they want. <laughs> yes. Well, no, well, well, I think well, I mean, that's the same thing that uh, I have found. We had sort of this conversation, okay, about our elected officials in Congress, okay, uh, you know, do they have common sense? Well, they, they may act crazy, okay, once they get there, but once the next time come around, you'll have a, a rude awakening, okay, about how they need us. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, the di the different the difficulty that that and I and I guess look, I've worked with the National Black Chamber with 25, 20 years or so with Harry. Uh, you know, so I have a pretty good idea of both. You know, how ours worked and and how yours worked. And mm -hmm. the one thing that I, I you know, and I, I always thought Harry was just too nice, too forgiving, too yeah, <laughs> it just too. Okay, let's try to get along with the world, and um, he, you know, I think people took advantage of him, and and I, you know, they're there, they're they're nobody's joining the National Black Chamber because they want to help the National Black Chamber or even the Black community. They're there because they see you as a business that can help them. I mean, I I hate to say it, right? But no, that's what it is. It's it's reality. It is. It's business. And it's just really great more so than any other time right now. 
they're the same people that are sitting here at these corporations uh, uh, being the funnel or the vessel that money passes through. It's not their money personally, but they're in charge. They they want to see receipts. You got to you got to give them something tangible. They can go back and say, "Oh, look what we got." It's almost like just buy something at the store and want to come home and let your wife went shopping and they want to lay it out. Look at what I spent the money on, and that's kind of like that how it is. And so, it's it's okay, it's business, but you have to make that uh, transition. You got to make that to. understand. You got to. It's that, all that's, transactional. Yeah. Exactly. Terrible thing to say. It's all transactional. There's but, no. But it's when gentlemen, we kind of come to the top of the hour here, you know, I'm on, I'm, each one you got two minutes here, can kind of just kind of sum it up okay in your information, you know, uh, what you take away from our conversation we had the last couple of weeks here. And uh, we're going to go with the young man first, Chuck. You go ahead first. Well, I'll just keep it simple. We've got, uh, with the National Alliance of Black Business, uh, which is the World Conference of Mayors and the National Business League. We're having a, a Friday, this coming Friday uh, morning in at the Hilton Doubletree in Orlando, we're having the State of Black Business breakfast. And uh, we'll have a press release, press conference of sorts. And uh, we're talking with uh, 2,500 mayors from uh not really rural, but the smaller towns, uh, black mayors. And we're, um, we're, we're hearing and airing out policy issues and concerns in addition to things like procurement challenges and needs that they have. Uh, that's, that's what we're doing for this week. And, uh, there's a lot more to come. Uh, we're looking forward to it. So thank you for even asking. Well, I'm going to compliment you on the state of, of having something in the state of black business. One of uh, honestly, Chuck, my recommendation is you should be delivering the state of, I mean, maybe you are, but you should be delivering the state of black business to the mayors and, and to the county commissioners and whoever else is there, the alliance, simply because when we started the state of American business, everybody thought we were crazy and we are, are, we were too egotistical. We were the state of something. I mean, right now everybody has a state of something, but the state of black business really gives you, by you, laying that out it lets you put your agenda out there it lets you become a political figure it says to people we want you to come with us because we're making the policy so i just throw that out because we were talking about how do trade associations work and chambers of commerce work it's transactional but be the leader in the transaction i guess is the easiest way to draw members folks we have five minutes thank you we're really right now for the museum in congress uh, 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 taken away from what Chuck just said here in the state of Black Business, okay? And with our membership, okay? And especially you, okay? We gotta kind of see who we have, who we don't have. But having said that, uh, our plans are moving forward, uh, that, you know, to support the national commerce, you know, and what we do and how we do what we do. And that one of those things is, okay, we think, uh, Chuck, every, every week, okay, and you know, you come on also, that the military commerce, okay? Is, Exactly, they are like a, a, a bill over here to get the word out about what's going on, and we plan to do more things in the future. And I just think, thank God for Chuck and for yourself, for the guy that you're giving me, okay, and the faith you're giving me also, because you know, I know I make you feel heavy, okay, years ago. And I think, you know, uh, you know, uh, I think he had in me to come to Missouri, 
And he said back then, it wouldn't be easy because Missouri is one of those strange animals. And God knows we have strange animals in Missouri. But uh, through it all, okay, we have made, we have, you know, like some of you said, we are, you know, we are the smallest piece of the pie. And once we get that smallest piece of the pie, our representatives in Jeff City, right now, uh, they're not doing anything constructive. Uh, right now, you know, our sports teams, we're losing, we're, we're, you know, we are embedded in all seats all around of us in the Cardinals, the, 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 what's that, the uh, Blues, the Kansas City Chiefs, and the Kansas City Royals, and our soccer teams who are professional teams who are embedded. They can't get a bill passed you know, through, the, through, the, through the Senate the last three or four years, okay? So they got to go to, to a petition to get, them, to get, get, it, get something done now that our legislature won't get done. So that means he comes to some black business, but I'm trying to get something done. If he's bigger, they'll take this up. Well, we in trouble. Well, if you ever want to get rid of the Chiefs, let us know. They're a great team. <laughs> <laughs> no. Now, speaking of which, tomorrow, tomorrow night, after more evening, sometime, they will be playing Buffalo. It'll be a hell of a game. You're going to say no Chiefs. You know, it's going to be cold outside. <laughs> Needless to say, you know, okay, and uh, and uh, also, like I should said, some today we got some games on the day. I think uh, we, we had uh, what's that? Uh, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay, and uh, and uh, going against who? Can be out here. Say that again. Okay, in NFL, NFC, they have to a game. They know Green Bay is playing San Francisco. Uh, I, got, I just turned it on right now. The Ravens are getting ready to uh, get with the – I think it's, it's – the, no, Ravens and uh, Texans. Houston, okay, Texas. yeah. Houston, yeah. Texas. Yeah. One thing, yeah. One thing I was saying about all these teams over there, one, most of them got one thing in common. Uh, San Francisco, they got all young black quarterbacks, okay, uh, which, you know, who, which, are, which is something that's brand new, okay, the NFL, okay, as we try to change, you know, that man said to get, us, get some, we got more black coaches also, so, again, uh, as we lobby Chuck, you know, and know over here, you know, for black businesses, that is, that is, I think we ought to be proud of. I got, I, I, I leave us with one quick good note we can come back on, but I just had a great call yesterday with the people that are on the business side for the Miami Dolphins, and okay. uh, also do, um, the event called the Miami Open, which is a tennis mm -hmm. thing. They have the uh, Formula One race. And they're okay. looking for uh, relationships. They want to get um, black businesses and the owners or whatever engaged and involved. And uh, we're talking about marrying them with their uh, large corporate sponsors. So, you know, I, I have to give them credit for outreaching, you know, for at least thinking outside the box a little bit. Yeah, 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 because I know I had the opportunity to, you know, we didn't have the 500 some years ago. They reached out to us, you know, to try to do some things there, okay, which we were able to help them, okay. And uh, unfortunately, I remember that was involved with them. Yeah, what he wanted, and he moved on. <laughs> but again, uh, we all got services here. Anyway, uh, you just lunch with Zoom at Chief Comrades, Bill Kovacs. Bill, tell us about your book one last time, right quick. It's reformed the cacistocracy, and it's a, a lot about what we've been talking about. It just tries to lay out politics and as it is, as opposed to talking points as to for some political party. 
Okay, well, that's uh, Bill Kovacs. That's Chuck D. Bowl III. My name is Ira Folks. That's Reverend, I mean, Elder Al Allowed, and that's Scott Owens. We thank you so much for joining the lunch with the Missouri Chamber Conference for January 20th, 2024. Scott, on that note, take us out of here. Please be safe and wear your face, man. And life is good. Okay, thanks. Yeah.